to church today, you had fun. Amen. I want you to take your Bibles, and we're going to go to two or three different places this morning. And if you don't have your Bibles, you can look on the overhead in just a, in just a moment as you're turning there. See, we believe that we need to raise up our children and teach them. There's a button somewhere. We need to raise up our children and teach them to give to the kingdom of God and to see souls come into the kingdom of God. And so I, I thank God for, for Carol and so many others that work with our kids and teach them those things. Amen. Amen. As we go to the word of God this morning, I want to say this not because I'm preaching it, but because this message this morning could have such a revolutionary, transforming work in your life. If you will take even portions of this message today, your life is about to change. You three get to leave early for being with me. The rest of you are holding up saying, well, I don't know, I don't, just, just, hold, just hold tight. Because when we see what the Lord has done for us, to us, we begin to understand the power that is available. Father, I come before you today, and Lord, I pray with all earnestness in my heart, Lord, that you will hide me, Lord God, such that only your word and your voice may be heard. Lord, I ask today that we would understand, Lord, who we are in you. Lord, I believe this is the hour of the church. I believe this is the appointed time that you have for us. And Lord, I just thank you for this congregation of beautiful believers. I thank you, Lord, for the work and ministry. I thank you, Father, that you are faithful. I thank you for the anointing today. I thank you that we are healed. I thank you, Lord, that we are filled. I thank you, Lord, for the completed work of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. Amen. I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. This is going to be our, our, our key verse today. But it says, for he made him, capital H made, capital H him, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin. And the recipients of that is us, for us, that we might become that we might become the righteousness of God in him now come on how many in here look at that and immediately we talk about the righteousness you are the righteousness of God How many of you in here said, I don't fully comprehend that? Well, this message is for you then. I think if we're honestly honest, as we look at this passage of scripture right here, 
we look at that in the context of saying, how am I the righteousness of God? How am I the righteousness of God? And I hope we discover. But before we do that, there's three passages I want to emphasize and that goes along with the title today. Free, free, free. Uh, let me repeat that. In case you didn't catch it the first time. Title of this morning's message is Free, Free, Free. Matthew 10 and 8 says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. That was the Son speaking to us. Now let's hear from the Father. Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things if God, God the Father, is for us? Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him not separated from him, but with him, freely give us all things. So we've got free from the Son, free from the Father. Let's hear what the Spirit has to say. I want you to look in 2 Corinthians 2, and, and I'm just going to throw a few extras in there because it's just so good. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 9 through 12. But as it is written... I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man shall know the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is born from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the son says, free. The father says, free. And the Spirit declares to us, free. Free, free, free. You thought it was just an insurance commercial that came up with that idea. <laughs> they just borrowed from the Word of God. Was it TurboTax? Oh, I'm sorry. I got my, my commercials mixed up. See, the commercial police was in here. Okay. Let's go back to our text, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin, he was sinless, absolutely sinless. He became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So he became what he was not so that I could become what I am not. 
I couldn't be what I was not without him becoming what he was not. I could not have liberty without liberation. I cannot be free except someone had to come and set me free. I could not liberate myself. He had to come and set me free. He had to come to set you free. By the only way to reconcile us to the Father is there had to be an a innocent sacrifice that was completely without sin had to become sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. Now, as you look at that, let's start with the word sin. Talked about it in life class this morning. We've discussed it across the pulpit. It is an archery term which means to miss the mark, but it also means to miss the way. It means to miss the goal. But it means more than that. It means to go wrong. Anybody ever gone wrong? Let me tell you, no matter what the devil says, he may call you, oh, can't get right, but you can't get right through Jesus. Amen? means to incur, incur guilt. But sin means more than just missing the mark, missing the way, becoming guilty. It means to forfeit. You forfeit. And I love this part. It means to miss oneself, lose oneself, wander from the way. So whenever we are born, when we are born into a world of sin, all the way back to the... Uh, original earthly sin we know who the original sinner is satan and now he wanted image bearers on the earth so he tempts adam and eve in the garden and what did they do they missed the mark they lost sight of who they were and they forfeited their inheritance and relationship in the garden but jesus came to bring us back to ourselves by bringing us back into relationship with him. So this sin is a forfeiture of who we were, who we should have been. And Jesus came to remind us that even though we bore the image of the man of dust, the earthly man, we also bear the image of the heavenly man, which is Jesus Christ. Now let's look at this word righteousness I'm gonna break it down into righteousness let's look at righteous first what does it mean to be the righteousness of God it means to be correct righteous it means and it implies innocence it means you are when you're righteous before God then you're innocent of the guilt and the shame and the hurt and the pain you're faultless Remember, you're the righteousness of God. But it means so much more. It means to be approved. 
by God. You have been stamped when you come into the kingdom of God and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Quality control has come by and stamped you as being approved. You are acceptable to God. You're now acceptable to God. Think about how different your world would be. In fact, your ministry, your life, your prayer life would be if you had a comprehension of the rightness that you have in Jesus Christ. That you are now righteous, you are guiltless, you are faultless, you are innocent before God. Why do I keep falling back into sin? We'll get into that in just a little bit later. But as we look at this, what we see is we break down these two words, righteous and ness. Now, ness is a suffix. It's a suffix that means to be in the state or the condition or the quality. So you take righteous and ness and you put them together and ness is usually attached to um, an adjective. It is a description. You take ness and you're joyful ness. What is it? I'm in the condition of joy. Happiness. I'm in the condition of being happy. So I take righteous, which is right standing before the Lord. It's being approved, and I attach that to the ness. I am now approved, and I am accepted, and this is the state and condition in which I live. Amen. Before we get the shivers and the shakes, let's turn that AC up, okay? Or like off, I had the heat on. But anyway, as we look here, righteousness, it means justness the quality or state of being just equitable right righteousness of which God is the source and the author you have gone to the courtroom of the universe and stand before the 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 Almighty, and you have been declared completely and entirely free. You are no longer, the verdict has been cast, the jury has come back in, and because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are declared innocent. You're declared innocent. Now, this is what we understand. The state of him who is in such as he ought to be. My righteousness is the condition which is acceptable and declares that I am acceptable to God. Hmm? This is how I ought to be. All the time. Every day. It's what I'm made for. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm made for this, you're made for this. And not because I'm standing up here and I've got the microphone that makes me more righteous than you. Oh, no. We are righteous. If you're born again, then you are the righteousness of God. You're the righteousness of God. I told you earlier, it's no longer individual mindset. We're now 
we are now co-laborers with God. We're co-inheritors with God. We are part of the family of the Lord. We are in relationship one with another. It's not my name anymore. My name has been changed. I am now Mike's, Michael Eddie Sanders. I am I am a child of the King Michael Eddie Sanders Christian. And what I, Christ, Christ man, here it is. We are no longer our own. We belong to him who paid the price. Now, how do we get this? Righteousness. See, we think of righteousness and all of a sudden our mind goes to religious definitions. Well, let me say that this way. It goes to man's version of righteousness. It, it's, it's exhibited in some external fashion, what you wear and what, what you put on and how you behave and the piety of your positioning and, and those kinds of things. And I'm not adding or subtracting, taking away from any of that. Righteousness is knowing that I am accepted and I am approved and I am in the condition of guiltlessness. I am in place that because he became as I was, one who was aimless, one who had forfeited inheritance, one that was living in the pigsty, one that was feasting upon all the world's field, the one who was trying to feel and correct and overcompensate and earn some validation and try to discover the purpose of life, and the one who was defaming the very nature in which God had called me to be, and he took all of that upon himself by becoming what he was not so that I could become, as the chorus we sang this morning, I am saved, I am anointed, I am healed, I am whole. And now how I live is in the condition as I ought to be. Freely, you have received. I believe there's revelation coming to the church in this hour that's been there, that's been waiting for in just looking for some ground to, to occupy. You notice that the seed is always eager, whether it is a good seed or a bad seed. We're coming into the seeding season, and their weeds start cropping up all over the place. Some of them are growing out of season. If you go out in your yard, it's brown, you're probably doing pretty good. But if you have these little croppings of green, those, that green is not good. It needs to go. That's a weed that's trying to take over. But that seed is so eager, it looks for the very smallest portion of partnership. You go through a sidewalk, and lo and behold, you're going to find that a weed's going to start working its way in because it found some measure of partnership because a seed can't grow without partnership. 
can't grow without partnership. It's got to be connected somewhere. So as we look here, what we see is the Word of God. He's wanting to plan inside of this revelation that is, that is here now. And I, my God, I, I pray, Father, that you will release that revelation in us. That we are the righteousness of God. We are accepted. We are approved. Not because of our earning. The Son said it's free. The Father said it's free. And the Spirit says free. The Spirit bears witness, I must needs go to the Father, as Jesus said, because if I don't go, I can't release the omnipresent one, the omniscient one, the um, uh, omnipowerful one, omnipotent one, to come back and to share with you what has been freely given to you from me. And the Father, who would not withhold his own Son, how will he not freely give us all things? He's not withholding joy. He's not withholding peace. He's not withholding rest inside of your heart. He's not the one that's promoting that anxiety that's inside your spirit. You know what? It's so easy to hear the voice of fear. It's easy. It's like, it's all over the place. Do you know that fear has a voice? Do you know that guilt has a voice? Do you know that that voice is a lie that's coming to you. Now, I pray that you'll understand, not because you're not capable of understanding, but my ability to convey it to you. See, if we can hear the voice of a lie, you can hear the voice of the truth. If you're hearing that lie which tells you this is the end, there's no more, can't make it, not going to do it, not going to happen, God's forsaken, those are lies. Those are lies speaking to you. But if that lies coming to you, guess what? The truth has a voice as well. But you got to get... You got to tune in and just believe the lie. You got to turn the you got to turn the frequency toward heaven and say, "Lord, I'm going to dial into what you dialed in. I'm going to listen to what you have to say, and I'm going to listen to what the truth says about me. I am the righteousness of God. I am in a condition of being right. I am in it is this, I am as I ought to be." Freely, you have received revelation God is giving to us is what we have has been freely given to us. But if I don't accept it freely, I have a hard time giving it freely. I accept the salvation of God freely. And now religion gives me all these lists of rules and how that I can't dispose of that or I can't release it without all these regulations. And what I found to be true in my life and in your life and every other life, and it's biblical, so I understand, rules cannot regulate behavior. 
You either is or you isn't. You is a born-again child of God, and the, your nature has changed, or it hasn't been. But I know that I'm saved, preacher. I know that I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and I still keep falling into these same traps. What's the issue? It's not a nature issue. You have been given a new nature. You're here today because you are crying out to God, and you're wanting more. It's not a nature issue. It's an understanding that that's not who you are. He's paid the price. You are the righteousness of God. And you don't need a bunch of rules to tell you how to behave. I don't need a rule book to tell me how to love my wife and my children and my grandchildren. I don't have to, I don't have to ask twice what to, what's about to happen when my three-year-old granddaughter comes to me and says, Pops, come get me. We're up and the chase is on. I know I keep throwing that in there, but I just see my kids and my grandkids and my wife and my family as the treasure that God has given me here on earth. And I am proud to... But see, I don't earn any of those relationships. I don't have to be good enough to be in those relationships, nor do I have to be good enough to be in the relationship with my father. My father. So I freely receive salvation, and thus I can freely give salvation. I freely, see, you can't earn your healing. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough to get it. If you start to feel yourself earning, then start turning. If you start to feel yourself earning your healing, your deliverance, your freedom, if you start feeling like you're earning, then you start turning back to grace. You start turning back to the free gift God has given you. You start turning back to free because the Son says you're free and whom the Son set free is free indeed. You turn back to free because the Father gave His Son that you should be and would be free. And you turn back to free because the Spirit declares to you that you are free. But see, if I'm always earning, earning the validation of acceptance and approval before God, earning all of the merits of, that, of the Lord, then I am not receiving freely. Once I receive freely, now I can give freely. And folks, that's where the power starts to come in for you and I. Is when we begin to understand, we don't, we're not earning, we're just learning. Where does an eagle get his wings? Born with them, hatched with them. You might not have been born, but I venture to guess you were hatched. The whatsoever. You may not be a whosoever, but you're a whatsoever. That's born of God. But hear me. See, I'm not earning my righteousness. I'm learning my righteousness. And my struggle is in the 
the, the disconnect between where I'm at and the understanding. That gap in between is the understanding of what Christ has already done. And so the struggle comes in if I don't understand who I am in Christ and I'm still outside the wall of grace and I'm not in the house of the name, the, right, the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. But if I'm out here as Mr. Individual Mike and I'm declaring I'm going to do it on my own, I'm going to show you how tough I am, I'm going to make sure the world knows and I earn this thing I'm gonna will this thing to happen where there's a wheel there is a way there's a way that seems right to the man but the end thereof is death but my wheel is engaged because I bring my wheel into the house and I said, Lord, I'm going to put my will under your will. And Lord, I don't understand, but I'm going to know, I'm going to believe, I'm going to by faith, I'm going to walk and flesh this thing out. I'm going to keep moving in the right direction. Yes, I should be growing. Yes, I should be moving. I'm not earning this thing. I'm just yearning. If I'm earning, I got to start turning. If I'm earning, then I got to go back to the schoolhouse and just keep learning but then shouldn't you pray yes does prayer get things done yes is it meritorious no what is it it's a yearning it's just a yearning it's just pure blooded desire it's like oh god oh lord jesus i just gotta have more i just I, i've got to tell you how pitiful i was is that all right? Do y'all want to hear a lovesick story of a pitiful guy? I was 20 years old before I got my first car. Some of you teenagers that are getting ready for your license, you're thinking, Mama, don't listen to this. He couldn't be trusted, but I can. So I was, I was 20 years old before I got my first car. Now, I went to school two and a half hours away from where the love of my life lived. And I seemed to manage to make it from that place two and a half hours away all the way back every weekend. And the problem was is I could get that two and a half hours from, my, from the place of my school to my hometown, which was seven miles from her hometown. And that seven miles was beastly. And I couldn't always, I'd have, to, I'd have to beg for a ride so I could get to her house, so I could see her. I thought I'd get a woo out of that anyway. Oh, thank you. I've ridden a bicycle that far. I've walked that far. Now I got you. What was the, what was the purpose in that? Rules. Rule, 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 rule. No. There was a yearning deep down inside. And I couldn't go another moment without seeing this woman who would be my wife, who would be the mother of my children, 
and the best person I've ever known. I, I just had something in me. I wasn't trying to earn her love. I already had her love. That's why I kept yearning for her, because I wanted her. Now, let me say to you, maybe in life has dealt you some severe blows, and I'm not taken from the fact that you may be in a very difficult situation. I believe that every marriage is meant to be that. I believe it. If it's not, I'm sorry. If it's not, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the ramifications of, or, 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 or delve into those areas, and, and those things may or may not happen for you. It's the will and intent of God that it happens for you. We're going to do everything in our power to help encourage you, starting a marriage enrichment class at the end of April. Mick and Kim are going to lead that during the life class hour. But let me say to you, you may not have that in a physical relationship, but you cannot convince me, child of God, you are the bride of Christ, and there is a yearning that should be inside of your heart to say, Oh, God, I've got to have more. Oh, if you don't have that, it hurts my heart because it hurts the heart of God. Because the Lord is so desirous of you. And he said, I'm going to become what I am not so that you can become what you are not. I'm going to change your nature, and I'm going to put something inside of you that says, oh, I've just got to have more of God. I want to be what he says I am. And you're going to learn how to walk. You're going to learn how to talk. You're going to learn how to pursue. You're going to learn how it ought to be. My God, I believe, folks, with all of my heart, that there is a rumbling deep in the unseen, that God the Father is getting anxious, not anxious, but excited over the fact that the bride for his son, oh, he has sent out the Spirit. Go get the bride for my son. Bring her in. Bring her into covenant. We're going to have a relationship. There is going to be a church, and she is going to be glorious with that spot of wrinkle. She don't have eyes for another. Oh, humanity. Let me tell you, the bride that the Lord's bringing in is not Gomer. No Gomer up in here. Not Gomer Powell, the original Gomer. Why would you call a girl Gomer? I don't know. If you're named Gomer, I don't. Praise God. Beautiful. <laughs> Got to stop and think about those things for a minute. <laughs> my grandmother's been named Gomer. My great-grandmother's named Gomer. It's a family name. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I know you probably decided already. That was coming from my wife. <laughs> supposed to be on my side. But see, the prophet went out, took the bride. The Lord was showing us a portrait. She kept running back and running back and running back. And the Lord kept going after and going after and going after. 
But oh, the day came where all the sin of all humanity, past, present, and future, every generation and every nation, all the ideology, theology, misunderstanding, the forfeiture, what we were supposed to be, the missing all that we were meant to be, was laid upon him. And he died being something he wasn't. But when he rose again, he became, we became what we wasn't. I've been in these struggles. Of approaching God and wondering if he's mad at me. Of approaching God, hoping that I'm approved. Of approaching God and just want to make sure he's in a good mood today. Approaching the Lord and, you know, I would have failure in my life and my early Christian walk. And I'd hold out two or three days going to God, hoping he'd forget about it. A little cool, cool down period, you know what I'm saying? We good? You good? Okay. Is this good? No, I was, I don't want to say it. But see, I, in my understanding, as I was continued, there's something inside of me just kept bringing me back. Until finally I began to understand that, hey, the Lord's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I fail, it's because I tried to do it without him. And if I succeed, it's only because he gave me the power to do that. And what I have, I receive freely. I didn't earn this thing. I just got to learn this thing. I, what I have is what the Son says I have. And if, if he has it, then I have it. If he's resurrected, then I'm resurrected. If he's resting at the right hand of the Father, then I'm resting at the right hand of the Father. If I go to battle, I go to battle in his name. I stand and declare that, God, I am more than able through the power of the resurrected power of Jesus Christ that abides in here. I am in a state. You are in a state, child of God. You are the righteousness of God. If Jesus is your Savior and God the Father in the Holy Spirit, or your Lord, he has put you in a righteous, approved, acceptable condition. That is how you ought to be. That's what you're made for. So what that tells me, hope, there's hope. You get excited every time you tell somebody your name? Hi, I'm Hope. Ooh, man, there's hope. 
Faith, do you get excited every time you tell them your name? Clayton's got faith. <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. I really don't. But see, what if you knew you were accepted? Walk like a man. What's that song? Huh? Was that on key? That's all I got. What if you knew you were approved? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Then you are. Now, understand this. Understand this. I know people get so nervous when you start talking about the goodness and the favor and the righteousness of God. And there's all, there's this, there's this, it's going to make everybody sin. People have left this church and left the church. Forget all that. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. Don't even ask me because I've already forgotten it. But let me tell you, you take a child of God who understands what Jesus Christ has done, you don't, have to worry, you don't have to worry about leading them off into temptation. No, the hell is now in trouble because they'll shoot up in there with a, with a water pistol and say, bring it on. I'll take all of you and then some. Line them up. It makes me no difference because I understand what he has done. And it wasn't me who did it. It was him that done it. And now I am going to hold on to that. I am accepted, not because of what I have done. If I feel rejection, all I need to do is get out of this individual mindset and get back in the house of the strong tower of the name of the Lord. And there I'm safe. And if that door... That, that stuff keeps creeping in on me. I just close the door and say no more. My God in heaven, why would we settle for anything less? This peddling and this cheap gospel that just says you can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, that grace changes the nature of sin changes the nature of the sinner and now we step into the kingdom of God and too often we fall in the trap of drawing down from our draw note may know what a draw note is you got a credit at the bank and you just draw down the that those monies the resources as needed but you're going to have to pay it back one day. You're going to draw it down. Interest just keeps going up. Keeps going up. You keep drawing down and drawing down and drawing down, thinking, okay, I drew this down. I'm going to have to earn. Okay, I got I to gotta earn. 
You don't have a draw note in the kingdom of God. What you have is an inheritance. And you can draw down your inheritance, and guess what? You have that because not what you did. And I pass it on to my kids. I don't tell them how much I'm worth. My partridge becomes more desirable than my present. <laughs> Quit telling my wife how much life insurance I have. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was telling my son-in-law yesterday. I was like, I'm gonna try to have a little nest egg for you when I get when I'm gone. He's like, when are you leaving? <laughs> oh no, we'd rather have you. But really, when are you leaving? See, Jesus died to give you freely an inheritance that you can reach for when you need it. Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Lord, Jesus, you said freely father we know because you gave your son you freely give us all things holy spirit you declare the witness of the father and the son to our heart of this freedom lord i pray that there would be an understanding of your righteousness today that it is a state and the condition lord god that we are currently, it is descriptive of who we are in you. Lord, I come against every unrighteous thought. The thoughts that say we're not accepted, that we're not approved, that we do not have joy, that we do not have healing and peace. I want you to stand. Worship team is making their way up right now. I'm coming to realize that sickness and disease is a declaration from an unrighteous source. That sickness has a voice. And that sickness has been telling you because of what you've done, what was done to you, is the reason that you're in the state that you're in. There's several people in this room today, and you're battling with cancer. I pray for you every day. And the Lord has declared in my heart cancer is defeated but this is we've got to receive freely we've got to receive it not because of our goodness not because of what we've done to earn it we receive it freely of what he has already done 
You can't heal yourself. You can't deliver yourself. I believe the Lord. I, I didn't know where the Lord wanted to go in this altar, but I, I believe now. This is going to be healing altar. Those of you that are struggling right now, whether it's cancer or heart disease or arthritis, migraines, I want you to step out right now. Come on. Come on. Just come and please don't leave this altar till we have an opportunity to pray with you. We're just inviting the Holy Spirit just to touch you. We're just inviting the Holy Spirit. Kenny, this morning I so much wanted to tell you that two opportunities in my life, they were both brain tumors, but they were tumors. You know to hear me. I said, I said, Lord, dissolve that tumor. Dissolve it. The gentleman went into surgery. The doctor said he touched the tumor. He said it just, and I was listening to the doctor. I was shocked as he was. He said it just dissolved. I want us to pray today. Lupe, can I pray for you? Come. The Lord had compassion. of the Lord this morning. He said he healed them all. Oh God, healed them all. I need some men and women of God to come help me right now. That compassion is welling up inside of you. Come on, come on. Come on, just, just come and, and just begin to lay hands upon those. Just begin to pray. Just begin to lift them up. Come on, come on. Please don't leave the altar till we have a chance to pray for you. Come on. Come on. If you're in the balcony, you need prayer, come on. We'll wait on you. We'll wait on you. 